Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. I've been anticipating this day as, a, as an opportunity for us to, one, be in God's presence, but wasn't worshiping spectacular this morning. Thank you, Jody and team, for leading us into his presence. God is wanting to continue to do something through this Whisper series that is, is so significant. And, and, you know, as we're going to get tonight praying for revival, revival's already begun. Revival's already begun. It, it is, and it starts with us. And I've heard countless stories of how your life is different because of you coming to Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to shape you and mold you. If you have your Bibles, if you'd turn with me, to Acts chapter 8. Is it okay if we stand this morning for the reading of the word? Let's stand. In reverence to his holy scripture. Acts 8, starting in verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place. And he rose and went, and there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you're reading? And he asked, How can I unless someone guides me? We talked about that last week. And he invited Philip to come and sit down with him. And now the passage of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep... He was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb before its shear, it's silent. So he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, About whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this? About himself or about somebody else? Then Philip opened his mouth and began, and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more and went on to his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus. And he passed through, preach, as he passed through, he preached the gospel to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Let it speak to us this morning your scriptures that bring life to us. Let your Holy Spirit permeate this message. Let it not be words spoken from me, but words directly from heaven to this congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. 
I love premarital mentoring. Currently, Audra and I are working with two separate couples right now, and the reason why I love it so much is because there's something about pouring into young people's lives. They are anticipating a wedding day, and so they're so very attentive to what it is that is going to give their marriage success. Audra and I, who've been married 23 years, we feel like we have at least some pieces to give young couples. But the part I love the most is when the Holy Spirit speaks to me and gives me words to say that pinpoint either issues, potential obstacles, or highlight some hope for their relationship. It's just this past week, I was, I was working with a young couple. They come over to our house, and, and uh, at that moment, we were having a conversation, and all of a sudden, it's like my spiritual antennas go up, and it's like, the words that you, or the thoughts that you just had, make sure you speak them. And all of a sudden, I, I speak these words, and I see the responsiveness to what it is that God is saying. It's like the Holy Spirit says, Go say these words because it's going to bring life to that person. So I'm just a human like you. But do you realize that the Holy Spirit wants to use each and every one of you to accomplish things for Jesus' kingdom? Every single one of you, the Holy Spirit wants to use you to bring life, to bring hope, to bring freedom, to bring healing. But it's going to take us listening to the voice of God and responding to him. Remember, Philip, who was on this road, yes, we talked about this story last week, just in case you're thinking you're a groundhog day here. It's like, what? I thought we were talking about that last week. We are. We're going to camp on this story a little bit because it's so important. In verse 29 of chapter 8 says, And the Spirit said to Philip, Elbow your neighbor and say, And the Spirit said to name the person beside you. And the Spirit said to, Come on, you can participate. Elbow him. And the Spirit said to Bill. You see, God's Spirit wants to communicate to us. And he wants us to respond to what he is saying. I think sometimes we hear this still small voice, but we wonder, is this you, God? Last week, we talked about how it's so important. We want to know his voice. We need to know his word. That was last week, right? So were you in the word of God this week? Hopefully you were. Today, we want to hear God's voice. We need to be filled with his spirit. Interestingly enough, Philip, who is Philip? Philip was one of the guys in the upper room when, the, when after Jesus left, Jesus said, by the way, it's good that I should go. The disciples were like concerned, like, like Jesus, weren't you going to establish your kingdom? Aren't you going to have this new rule and reign? And here you are crucified on a cross, Jesus. He shows back up to them. All right, finally, yes, Jesus, he came back alive, and now he's going to set up his kingdom. And then he says, uh, wait a second, it's good that I should go to be with my father. But I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you the one who's going to equip you 
to expand my kingdom, build my church, to bring life, to bring hope. In John chapter 16, verse 7, This is Jesus' words. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. Then he goes on to verse 13. And when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. And he will glorify me. For he will make what is mine and declare it to you. This is Jesus' words. He says, it is good that I go because I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Do you realize that you were created for good works? Can you say this? I was created for good works. You were created for good works. And I wonder sometimes if we just kind of get so busy with life and we just get so preoccupied that we forget that, wait a second, my life has been designed by a master craftsman, a creator. And he purposed you to be alive on this earth, living in the state of New Hampshire in whatever town you live in. To be at your place of work, to be in your home and to be with that family. He has designed you very specifically to accomplish things for him. You don't believe me, let's turn to Scripture. Let's look to in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk with him, that we should walk in them, that we should walk in them. He has created good works before the very beginning of time. Do you realize that your birth was not a surprise? Do you realize that you were already thought of before the creation of the world? Powerful thought. It goes to show how valuable you are. You all have significant value. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here on this earth. But you've been created for good works. So if we know that we've been created for good works, and we know that Jesus intended us to, to execute this through the power of the Holy Spirit, that's why he said it's good that he goes, because you're going to need the Holy Spirit. And this is how Philip was able to walk. He was going from Jerusalem to Gaza. Gaza is a, is a city on the Mediterranean Sea. Jerusalem to Gaza is probably about a 50-mile hike. And here he is going along the way, and all of a sudden he hears the Spirit of God say to him, go to that unit, go to that chariot. Not only go, but then also go interpret what it is that 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 guy is trying to interpret, what that official is trying to interpret in the book of Isaiah. And he interprets the scriptures. Remember I said, uh, if any of you are following us on our Grace Capital Church Facebook page or even your campus-specific page, by the way, please follow that. We communicate a lot to you, or at least I do, on those things, words of encouragement. Just go to your Facebook page and go Grace Capital Church, Pembroke, and uh, you can connect to that. 
But I said that there was, I was going to give you something that was going to help you interpret the scriptures. And remember last week, we said, how many people would like somebody to walk with them with a scripture? It's important. Yes. Have somebody else help you understand the scriptures. Probably three quarters of the room, raise their hands. But I also want to tell you that, that the Holy Spirit can also interpret the scriptures for you. That when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to read these scriptures and understand them. Today, I'm, I'm going to let you know what we're, I'm going to be asking of you today. And because uh, the Lord has given me a vision of this. I don't just come to church on Sunday and just say, okay, we're doing another service. I say, God, what are you doing and how do we join you in this? So if a revival is happening and, and we need to participate in it and he's creating a group of people who are passionate about Jesus could, to do the work that he's asked us to do, we need to be filled with his spirit. We need to train our ears to hear him. That's why we started with the Root series. God, deal with the stuff in my own life. Get me connected back to the source. Then we go do this whisper series and how do we hear the voice of God? And, and next week we're starting a new series called Supernatural because as we are filled with the Holy Spirit, he's going to ask us to do some supernatural things. Whoa, me? Yes, you and me. That you're going to prophesy, that you're going to heal, and that you are going to uh, do miracles in the name of Jesus. But first and foremost, we need to be filled with his spirit. We need to be connected to his word, and we need to hear his voice. Because otherwise, we're just going to be Fruit Loops going out there doing some crazy things. And it's not going to bring glory to God. But when we hear his voice and when we hear the Spirit of God and we respond to it, it produces significant fruit for his kingdom and it brings glory to God. Anybody say amen? amen. So Philip was in the upper room when the Holy Spirit came. You see, when Jesus left, he says, go into this place, this upper room, and wait until the Holy Spirit comes. That account is in, Luke, in Acts chapter 1. And there you are. You see it in verse 13. And when they had entered, they went to the upper room and they were staying, Peter and John and James and Andrew and Philip. There's Philip. He was there. And the Holy Spirit came upon him and they empowered them and they got filled with the Spirit. And as they got filled with the Spirit, they were all of a sudden had this connection, this greater connection to God. And there was something that they came alive into that they were able to walk with greater empowerment, greater boldness, and greater sensitivity to what the Father in heaven was doing. Jesus says, I only do what I see the Father in heaven doing. And Philip, who was walking on a road from Jerusalem to Gaza, heard the Holy Spirit say to him, would you go over and connect with this Ethiopian? Do you feel like you can be confident to hear God's voice in this way and then respond to him? Because after today, I want you to be. At the end of this service, we're going to have an opportunity to pray for you to receive the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing. Well, well I've asked for it. I feel like the Lord was saying this, that sometimes we ask to receive, and that's 
That's an invitation. We, we have invitation. Holy Spirit, come fill me. There's another thing which is called impartation, where there's a laying on of hands and, and it's imparting something on somebody else. We see in Scripture there's, there's two ways of this, invitation. You know, there's a Scripture that talks about, you know, if you were to ask for some bread or a fish, you know, what good father would give you a stone. Instead, why don't you ask for the Holy Spirit? He'll give it to you just generously. So the idea of just asking is there. You can find that in Luke chapter 11, verse 11. It says, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give you a scorpion? If then those who are evil know how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So there's an invitation. But if you flip back over to Acts, right before Philip has this encounter, I want you to see something. So if you go back to Acts chapter eight, I know we're flipping through some areas here and I'll put those scriptures on the, on the Facebook page uh, later for you this afternoon. So you can dig back in there. So you have to understand where Philip is, where his head's at at this time. So in Jerusalem, Christians are being persecuted. You know who is the biggest culprit of them all? Saul. If you look here in chapter, chapter 7, in chapter 8, Saul is going around killing Christians. He actually is there when Stephen is stoned. Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, starts having this amazing speech. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Saul goes, ah, let's kill him. By the way, this Saul becomes Paul who writes most of the New Testament. Incredible. If you think your life can't be, uh, amount to much because of the stuff of your past, look at, look at Saul's life, who became Paul. And all it is is choosing to say, hey, I want to follow Jesus instead. I'm sorry for the stuff of my past. I want to follow Jesus. Nobody should ever feel disqualified to be used by God very significantly. All it takes is you saying yes to him. So here it is. So, so Philip now goes to Samaria. Samaria is actually north of Jerusalem by about 40 miles. And, and here he is, he's proclaiming Christ and people are coming to Christ. But when, when Philip goes back to Jerusalem, who is up there that Peter and John, if you look at Acts chapter eight, verse 14, now, the apostles at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God. That was from Philip. And they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen on any of them. So here's the idea that, that they were already saved. And then Peter and John come up and say, well, they're saved. Yes, they know Jesus, but they, they are not empowered with the Holy... They're not filled with the Holy Spirit yet. So Peter and, Peter and John, who came down and prayed that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet fallen on any of them, but they had been, only been baptized in the name of Jesus. 
Then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Impartation. One's invitation. Holy Spirit, I, I need more of you. And by the way, you wake up in the morning and, and I hope you pray this. Holy Spirit, I just need more of you today. Fill me. I want to be used by you. But there's another point in time when it's like I need an impartation of the Holy Spirit on my life. And there needs to be the laying on of hands. The interesting thing about that after they laid on hands, that you have Simon the sorcerer who, who sees what happens is like, oh my, I want some of that. Look at all the miracles they're doing. Look at all the signs and wonders. I, I want to get in this business. <laughs> well, he was looking at it as a business as, a, as opposed to what Jesus does. He looks at it as I'm giving light to people. I'm setting people free. I'm giving hope to people. That's what the kingdom is all about the kingdom of God. Setting the captives free. Restoring what the enemy has stolen. Remember we said the verse for, for this, this year's theme is, is Isaiah 61, that he, re, he rebuilds, he restores the ancient ruins. I believe this revival that God is going to bring, each one of you are going to restore your household, you're going to restore your neighbor, you're going to restore your communities. The things that the enemy has stripped away over the generations. The dad who beats his kids because he's drunk at night. Jesus is going to show up and restore that man. The kids that who, who feel like this is my, my trap, this is my escape, so they grow up and then they go sleep around and they get involved in drugs and, and drinking and Jesus is going to show up through the power of the Holy Spirit that's in you. He's going to set them free and they're going to get married and have kids that are going to love Jesus and know Jesus from a young age. That's the restoration that we're talking about. That is what Jesus wants to do through you and through me. But we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We do not have the goods of ourselves. And we're going to do some stupid things if we don't listen to what the Spirit of God is saying and respond to it. Philip who was traveling from Jerusalem to Gaza, heard the voice of God and says, would you go minister to this Ethiopian? And as a result, he got saved. He got baptized. He understood how to read the scripture. God wants to use you. You have been created for good works. The Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. I was asking this couple the other night and um, about what is the most impactful thing that we've said, Audra and I, in your premarital. And the three things that they said were like those three things that I knew that it was a voice of God speaking to me to address something in their life. That was the, the most impactful thing. You know, so we can do a lot of great things but if we want to find the, that thing that has a zing to it, uh, no other way to describe it. But the, the impactful stuff, the stuff that changes a heart, that changes lives, it comes by listening to the voice of God through the Holy Spirit. And then, then we respond to it. I wonder if sometimes we hear the voice, but we don't take it to the next stop, step of responding. Have you been there? 
Or maybe we don't hear the voice at all, and, and I would say today is the day that we want to give you an impartation, a laying on of hands. I felt this so strongly yesterday. I called um, people, certain people, and I said, hey, would you be willing to pray through this? Would you be ones to be used this morning to offer impartation, to laying on the hands? I don't know why God chooses to do that, but I know it's in the Bible. And I do know that God has inspired me to have that be a part of today's service. So I'm listening to his voice and responding by giving you that invitation to receive the impartation. Just close your eyes for a moment. Holy Spirit, Would you come? (laughs) I say, would you come? You're already here. You're already here. I guess the prayer is, Lord, would would you create this willingness to be used by you? Would you help us in our, one, our unbelief? Would you help us in our, even, God, you can use me? want to use me. Oh, speak to us. Speak to us. Father, I see a church that rises up, that becomes so in tune with you, that as they go through their workplace, as they go, you know, in their homes, as they go throughout their day, they are hearing your voice and responding to you to realize that we have divine appointments that are set up before us, God, that you have predestined us to accomplish things for your purpose. Oh, speak to us. Let us see what it is that you want us to do, God, that that as we begin to respond, there is other hearts that begin to be revived. The other people want to say, I want more of you, God. I want you, Jesus. I want to be set free from the junk of my past. I want this new life. I want to be born again. I want to have my life count. I want to be on mission for Jesus. I want to to have everything that God has for me. I'm tired of being in this cloud of darkness. I want to have a cloud of, of his glory instead. those people that I've asked to pray for that impartation, would you just come right now and just stand? As we sing this song, I want you to just come and respond if that's you saying, that's you. I I want this impartation. I I want to be so filled with the Holy Spirit that I can have my ears so open up to the voice of God And this is not, well, if I've done this before, it's like, yeah, we continually need to do this. To have more of his presence, more of his spirit. But if you want to be used by God, where your ears are opened up to his voice, that you want to get into the scriptures and it makes sense to you, that if you want to be aware of of the people around you that need hope and life, Would you be willing to just come and be prayed for? And 
I kind of envision it this way. I envision it just kind of coming. It's going to be a short prayer. It's going to be a, a laying on of hands, filled with your spirit. And you as a response would just say, I'm yours, Scott. And it's going to be quick. If there's lines, that's fine. Let there be lines. It's going to be a quick impartation. And then be done. And you can go to your seat. If you feel a little weak need after you're being prayed for, just go find a seat and let those Holy Spirit minister to you. Impartation. It's going to be a short prayer and then the next one. So let's, let's sing and respond. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 